And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hi, hello. Welcome yes. to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Sweeney, and you are? I'm Jesse Gaskell. Always Jesse Gaskell. I remain. Yes. Jesse Gaskell. How are you? It's nice to see you. It's good and to hear see you, you too. Yes. I like your little friend. We've got a, another guest. Yes. Here. It, well, in your room. He just showed up while we were setting up. Michael Meowers. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's a neighborhood black cat. He's a Hollywood. He's a Hollywood cat. Cat. Because his owner played Mike Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Did he have any lines in that? Or does he just walk around really slowly? I heard he ad-libbed up a storm and they, <laughs> they're like, thank true? God he's wearing a mask and we can just cut them all out. <laughs> no one will ever know. And he's been angry since he's never got over it. Oh, yeah. uh, now, he, now he's really murdering people. Right. I don't think he had lines. And you know, he's a movie director in his own right. So he has a black cat that he named Michael Meowers. Get it? Yes. And he's kind of a, he's an outdoor <laughs> cat, which there aren't a lot of in LA because they get gobbled up right away by coyotes. Oh, yeah. But I this know. cat is like, he's a, a wild man. Like if you... I think coyotes are probably afraid of him. I honestly think that. I honestly... I he don't... turns on the Halloween music and just walks slowly <laughs> towards them. <laughs> coyotes are very gullible. They think Halloween is real. The movie's real. <laughs> and so any connection between this cat and that movie terrifies him. But that's wild. So the cat just shows up sometimes at he your He shows door. up every day. He just shows up. Well, and the really crazy part was you let him in. I, well, I love cats. You let him inside. I like cats. <laughs> I enjoy cats. He's he's cool. But a neighbor, we found out, let him in, and they had just moved in. And I think the wife went to pick him up, and he just scratched her like, oh, yeah. like, like crazy. Like, I picked him up the first time he came in the house, and he went insane on me. He's got boundaries. Oh my God, he <laughs> bit me and clawed me until I got him out, the, out of the house. Well, so what ha when he comes inside, it's like you just let him have the run of the place because everyone's too afraid to say no? Well, we all like him, so we okay. enjoy having him come visit. <laughs> he's a cool cat, and he yeah. kills rats. Like, you know, there are rats out, oh, outside. Yes. He's, he'll show up with a dead rat every now and then. So he's, oh, nice. oh, he's an gift. asset all the way around. That's great. Yeah. I love... <laughs> You're right, though. That is very rare for a cat to last this long. Yeah. yeah in yeah, Los yeah. Angeles, an outdoor cat. It's unbelievable. I see a lot of... Pretty much my entire next door feed is filled with <laughs> just people <laughs> with lost cats. And it's like, guys, it ain't coming back. I have never gone on next door. I hear it's 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 yeah, worse it's than Twitter. Or, <laughs> or racist. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I don't. I don't want to know. Like, I don't think I want to know about my neighbors. I like yeah, that we it's don't. It's better not to know. It's very formal. Like, hello, how are you? Good day to mm -hmm. you as well. Nice Whoa. weather we're having. Well, I see you left your recycling can out a day ex too late. It's very <laughs> passive aggressive. Oh, that would be no. It's it's very surface sweet. <laughs> yeah, and the less I know, the better. Well, hey, do I sound different? Because I am in a hotel room right now. You don't sound that different to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was I was like, wait, what do you have? 
Well, I brought all my same. I brought all my recording equipment. I packed yes. it all. Yes. But I, you know this already, of course. I do. But I wanted to share that I am. Oh, I have good. A, a little short-term job. Yes. Doing something I've always wanted to do, which is doing punch-up on a movie. That is such a great job. Those are the jobs yeah. you hear about where you're like, uh, <laughs> where? Oh, you where? don't have to write the full script. Right. You don't have to do the hard part. Right. You just show up when they're filming and you throw out little funnies and see what takes. Which I think you're perfect for. I think it's a perfect oh, job thank for you. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's great to take something that someone already has mostly finished and then... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's... Add little cherries on top. The first time I heard about those jobs, I was like, what world do we live in that something that wonderful could exist? I know. Yes. I, had, I always had this fantasy of like, oh, I'll get flown in for like one day. Of, right. And then you just get paid your whole year salary for that one day. I heard a story about someone who got flown to New York to punch up a script and he did it for two and he was kind of a hotshot screenwriter at that point mm -hmm. this is supposedly a harvey weinstein story oh and uh he wrote it for two days and then harvey weinstein i guess was in europe but like over a speakerphone i guess he didn't like any of the changes the way he told him was he goes you came here on a jet and you're going back on a bus <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. This is a real Hollywood podcast. It really is. I you know, feel like, you know, I, I mentioned Mike Myers and I got into Harvey Weinstein. You got into Harvey Weinstein. Who knows quote. who's next? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you're talking about what you're doing because I, I didn't want to mention it because yeah. I, I thought it was like top secret and you're not allowed to really. Well, I'm not going to say details just yet. Great. But I can kind of talk in broad strokes, I think. But when the movie comes out, oh my God, you'll oh, be yeah. insufferable. Oh, God. Can, yeah. can you imagine seeing that movie with you? You'd be like, that's mine. <laughs> that was mine. That, oh, was that, mine. that was me. Except, no, it'll probably be like, uh, no, I, I almost had a line for that. <laughs> right. I had a much better line. I can't I believe. I had a line, but they, they oh. cut it in post. <laughs> they didn't let me in the edit room. They they made some bad choices. It's not yeah, it on me. A, it was a bad, bad screening audience. Right. Should have been there to warm them up. Right, right. Well, that's exciting. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still doing the podcast. Oh, my God. You have your priorities straight. Don't worry. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my neighborhood cat, Trump's <laughs> being on set right now. Right now they're like, where the where the fuck is she? Oh no, they're holding for me. Oh, yeah. They're talking about Mike's cat. <laughs> it's not even his cat. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. They all but they all know. They all know the cat. Right. Well, so do they know now that you that I have a podcast? Yeah, or do they just assume? I think they <laughs> probably you assume. You have to tell them you don't have a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I did I did tell them, but um I'm I'm doing this outside of work hours, okay. of course. But I told them kind of hoping like, oh, maybe we'll get some new listeners or potentially guests. Who knows? Uh that would we'll be see. very exciting. Yeah, I'll just grab anyone I can. Let's just assume any guest from now on is in your movie. That's what I'm the rumor I'm gonna start. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's say that, and then that'll really confuse people about what the movie is. <laughs> so you're doing a movie with Jack McBrayer. That is so exciting. Wow, great what transition. A segment, right? Hey, we had we do have Jack McBrayer on the show today. Yes. And he's truly one of our favorite people. Yeah. Not a bad thing to say about that guy. One of Conan's favorite people. Yes. I don't know if people know, when he first moved to New York, he was working at the UCB, and he started 
getting uh, spots in sketches on late night back in the early aughts. And then he never stopped. <laughs> yeah, he's really been with the show through every incarnation of mm-hmm. it. Yes. I think. Including podcasts. Oh, and uh, stay tuned at the end because we have a special treat, a uh, little conversation and some Q&A with Sonam Obsessia. Yeah. Action-packed episode. Enjoy. Hi, welcome. Hi, Jack. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I think you need no introduction. For fans of Conan, you've been a part of the show for over 20 years. Almost 20 years. Just about 20. 2002 is when I moved to New York. Right. And that's when Mm -hmm. they started using me on the show. Yeah. You moved there from Chicago. Correct. Where you had come up through the improv scene there. That is correct. Sketch and improv. I was at Improv Olympic. I was at Second City. And a lot of Conan's writers at Late Night with Conan O'Brien had come from that same world. So it was one of those things when I moved to town, they were like, ah, McBrayer's in town. Let's throw him into a sketch. So it wasn't like you had to go and audition for the talent producer or anything that was just like, he's offer only. We're bringing in Jack McBrayer. <laughs> he was highly vouched for. Highly <laughs> vouched for, highly vetted, and no one else could play a constipated Washington monument <laughs> like Jack McBrayer. <laughs> I don't remember it was constipated. Was that your first appearance? No, my first appearance was a Brian Stack piece called Overly Confident New Prison Inmate. Right. That was uh, (laughs) March of 2002. I think it was part of a larger piece and could not remember. I think, was it called New Characters? Okay, it was just a new character. mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a good catch-all piece where it didn't really, nothing had to fit together. It was just... It was was just a random pot of soup. I remember that clip so well because you were so funny and all the writers were, they were just like so excited because this little world opened up of like, oh my God, this guy's great and we can start trying to think of more reasons to get him back here right away. <laughs> to abuse me. I know that guy will say yes to anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he has no bottom. That sketch <laughs> is so quick and funny. That was great. Well, and also, too, like, uh, I will say, I hope I'm not, like, jumping too deep into the conversation, but working on that show with that group of writers and everything, that was the first time I ever experienced anyone writing for me, like mm. uh, for me specifically, for my voice, all that kind of thing. Uh, at Second City and Improv Olympic, we're always creating material, creating content, but it came from me. It came from the group or whatever. Right. So this is the first time I was ever, uh, I mean, one, in a professional <laughs> environment for television, <clears throat> but two, where a staff of writers are writing specifically for my voice. That was really cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So was that the first, I mean, for you personally, was that like, oh, maybe this is, maybe I want to pursue acting in this way versus like having to generate all my own material? I was like, phew, I've been working too hard all these years. Let these guys do the heavy lifting. (laughs) It wasn't like that at all. I mean, I do have to say it was, uh, I don't want to say a double-edged sword, but there's one thing, like, it is such an ego boost when, you know, you have these talented people whose job it is to write comedy who are writing specifically for you. So, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, you know, John Glazer wrote this for me. Kevin Dorf, Allison Silverman, Jose Arroyo. Uh, all these people are, like, writing specifically for me. But then the other part was like, oh, I can't mess this up. <laughs> like, this... <Yeah. laughs> 
their job depends on me. <laughs> well, it was that classic thing of everything you did would do well. And then Conan immediately fell in love with you because you were money in the bank, wow. which is a term he always used. Yeah. You knew Conan would already be on board the second they came out through the curtain because mm-hmm. it's the first time Conan's seen these sketches at rehearsal. So everyone started writing for Jack McBrayer because yeah. it was like, it, it was like, okay, this won't get cut. Yeah. Well, and I could see as a writer, I mean, sometimes you're not sure about something you've written. Or you're like, uh, this, this might not be great. Right. But then if you put Jack McBrayer in it to sell it, yes. <laughs> he will sell it like a prostitute. <laughs> if we only, we could get him to smile. <laughs> That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm a one trick pony. <laughs> Wait, were you ever in anything that got cut? I never thought about Ooh, that. So many times. Oh, wow. Some of it was for time. Some of it, it just, um, you know, the bit was a little too absurd or whatever. Right. right. There was one instance that it makes me laugh. Uh, I'll be, I will protect the innocent and not name names. One writer <laughs> brought me in and this writer was like, there's a 95% chance this bit will be cut. <laughs> but Conan was in a bad mood, so we needed to bring you in. Oh, oh just to wow. cure Conan. I know, so like shiny shiny quarter, shiny quarter. Right. <laughs> like a lamb for slaughter. <laughs> I was like, do I get paid? They're like, yes. I'm like, yay. Yes. I'll do it. It still sounds like extra pressure. It's like, wait, I'm in a sketch plus I have to... Somehow cheer this guy up? Okay. Oh, gosh. No, 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 no. I felt no obligation there for sure. Good. But also, like, y'all would call me in, and sometimes sometimes bits got cut even before we put them on their feet just because of time or you changed the whole right. segment or whatever. Um, but my favorite part was I think I would still get paid even just for showing up. But then yes. you got a, a security pass to let you in the building. So I got to go to the NBC commissary at oh. Rockefeller Center. Oh. Where you could get a bacon cheeseburger with fries and a drink for like four twenty-five. Wow! <laughs> I was I did not have two nickels to rub together, so I was just like, "This is the best." I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's Katie Couric. Write me into any sketch that's going to get cut. I know, right? Because that means lunch. <laughs> yeah, no. The the regular sketch people had that down, like they knew. It was a very moving, changing situation. And when something got cut, they're just like, not a problem. I got the hair and makeup. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get a cheeseburger and go out on a town. I'm going to be walking through (laughs) Midtown. (laughs) I'm skipping rush hour traffic. This is fantastic. (laughs) Everybody wins. Well, so when you first came in to do stuff for Conan or for Late Night, you already knew some of the writers there, it sounds like. So you were kind of familiar and maybe that helped you feel more comfortable. How was it your first time meeting Conan? Oh, terribly intimidating. (laughs) I guess I would have technically met him uh, the day of the first bit, uh, overly confident new prison inmate. So you were already in character (laughs) to be overly confident. (laughs) (laughs) The Jack McBrayer way. But uh, technically we met, but I never engaged or, or, or had conversations with him. I do remember the first time he like gave me a compliment, like to me. We were backstage. It was a John Glazer bit, and I was dressed like a male cheerleader with one of those like megaphones, you know, like from (laughs) 1940s, rah, rah, rah. Right. And uh, the stage manager at the time, Paul Tarasio, was standing there with me. And Conan was coming down the hallway in, what was it, 6H? What was the stage? 6A. 6A. 
uh, about to go into the studio and stuff. And I'm sitting there and, you know, we all just kind of like hug the wall and like, you know, look elsewhere. And he comes right up to me. He's like, hey, what's your name? And I go, oh, Jack McBrayer. And uh, he goes, I like your work. Like, oh, thank you very much. He goes, yeah, you're very funny. I was like, thank you very much. And then he walks away. And then, and then he punched you. <laughs> and then he punched me. And then that was the end of my career. Thanks, <laughs> No, and then Paul Tarasio was just like, I've never, ever seen him do that. Oh. And so that, I mean, that was... Yeah, a sincere compliment from Conan. That was a big deal. It's a big deal. I've always, always, always enjoyed and I guess in a way craved making someone laugh who you really admire and who you've, you know, enjoyed their work for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. And and also just people who've been around the block. Oh, we had a stage manager at Second City who retired after over 40 years. I will never forget being on stage. If you can make Craig Taylor laugh, uh, I mean, that is a feather in your cap. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, people like that, the Conan O'Briens, the Tina Fey's, the Mike Sweeney's, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> the people in your life uh, that you can make laugh, that. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah, because there are people who don't give it up. You know that they're not fake laughing. Exactly, exactly. To be fair, I think there is uh, value in failure in your comedy. For one thing, especially with improv, I mean, I have failed so much and would still continue failing if I was doing more improv. It makes me not scared of failure because what happens? You get up there and a, a bit falls flat. So what? I, it didn't kill me. You just keep going. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not poo-pooing it. Right. Uh, when you moved to New York and started performing in New York, did you need to do side jobs there? Were you making? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I was uh, temping at a uh, an entertainment law office. Oh. And I mean, I was like taking dictation and stuff. I am not good at that. <laughs> it was wild. Like you have to press this button and rewind. And uh. Also, it's all this jargon that I didn't know. <laughs> it was one of those things where I thought I was writing the right things. And then the lawyer had to come over and be like, none of this makes sense. Like this is different than law and order. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Well, so when you started doing sketches on Conan, were you getting recognized for that stuff on the street? Like, were you getting to enjoy a little bit of fame at least? (laughs) Uh, I think this one drunk guy outside of a Dwayne Reed recognized (laughs) me from a Conan bit, but... That was me. (laughs) It was Mike Sweeney. Uh, Also, it was, you know, a late night show, so nobody in my family was watching it. Um, Oh, (laughs) even when you told them you were going to be on? Well, I learned pretty quickly, don't always do that because you don't know if you are going to make it on. That's a great point. So many people have said that. They're like, the first thing I learn. Right? Especially on our show, don't call home. Yeah. Because a lot of times things are cut in the editing room after the show. After the show. And it went went well. So there's no indicator that Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, you know, trumpet to all your family and friends that you're going to be on show. And I've heard so many stories where people... The performer didn't even know they were cut. Right. And and then yeah. their family is like, what the, oh, you made us stay up till one thirty. Which one were you? Were you the constipated Washington money? Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> yeah, wait, can you describe that sketch to me? I... Don't think I've seen that one. Was it constipated? Constipated Washington Monument. I thought you added that. I have a list. I can forward this oh, to you. Oh, sure. Hold on. Oh constipated. Gosh. Oh, do you have a list of all your appearances on late Every night? single one. Ah. And then actually I have a little <laughs> addendum that says ways that I've died slash been abused. Ah. This is fantastic. Both on and off screen. What were your favorite ways of dying? 
uh, let me look at the list of ways of dying. Uh, hit with a dumbbell. I've been shot multiple times. <laughs> I've been punched. I've been uh-huh. drowned in an aquarium. <laughs> I've been pepper sprayed, hit with a bat, hit with a bottle. <laughs> I had my dreams sucked out of my head by a monster. Which would probably end in death. Stung by bees. I've been hit with a wrench. I've been sprayed by a whale, run over by the desk, (laughs) mauled by a bear, ground up in a meat grinder. This was all one sketch. This was one sketch. Oh, the meat grinder. I remember that. Oh, my God. Remember the meat grinder. Yeah. Sorry. Keep keep going. More Uh, deaths, I mean, then it's just like Jesus throws a fruit tray in my face. I mean, just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would do some weird, weird stuff. But I was just like, okay, let's do and it. And after each one, Conan was like, you know what? I like your stuff. I like what you do. <laughs> really funny. Nice to meet you, sir. Every sketch ended with Jack McBrayer dying. <laughs> I would start getting paranoid. I, I guess it. I do great death scenes. I didn't care. I really, no. really liked it. And plus, all of y'all were so nice. It'd be different if it was like a bunch of douchebags. But like, it right. was always fun to come to work. And I'm sure that there was a lot of stuff, you know, y'all had late nights and all this kind of stuff. But for me to just come and play and then get paid for it and then get mm-hmm. that bacon cheeseburger, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was, uh, I was king of the hill. I really, really enjoyed that time. Which you need to d- deduct from your income tax because of Wait, your what? accounting. Uh, you need to deduct that <laughs> cheeseburger. I, I itemized everything. <laughs> and I will say this. I mean, like, that was a point in my life I don't think I've I've ever been shy about the fact that I am a person who might not be built for life in New York City for very long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do prefer just the, the pace and the sunshine of Los Angeles or anywhere else. But I have to say, when I was younger, and strangely, when I didn't have any money, I treasure those days in New York City more than even later, you know, after several mm-hmm. years of being on a network TV show and, and having a paycheck, mm-hmm. I had more fun just being broke and coming to do bits with y'all right. and then staying up late for dumb improv shows. You know, it just, and I'm sure youth is the, yeah. is the yeah. equivalent of all that. But, um, but you also feel like things are starting to percolate, you know, so. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You do feel like, oh, I'm getting traction. You know, it yeah, was just yeah. a point in your life that it, it felt good. I was surrounded by a great community of friends and, and talent. And yeah, I really, I look back very fondly on those days. Oh, it, it is kind of an unusual situation, especially for New York City, I think, to have like, you know, you had this great improv group you could work with, plus this TV show that was using you all the time. That's kind of a... Three times a week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, like you joke, but like it was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Y'all kept me afloat. Y'all paid my bills and I was so proud you know I was just like I had arrived at that point right you know and then you go on to do like a network tv show and like oh that's adorable (laughs) oh now I've arrived yeah yeah I was doing y'all a favor (laughs) (laughs) that was so exciting when you were in 30 rock because now we'd have you do cameos and all the, it, it was a totally different thing. Yeah. You were instead of kill maybe we kept killing you. I don't remember. <laughs> a few but times. You were Jack McFrayer now in in the crowd. Yeah. I know. It's uh it's been a treat. Um Well, yeah, I was wondering if that was how the Conan staff found out was they tried to call you in for a a small bit and you were like, right. "Um, I'm on, oh, I'm on sweetie, a sweetie, now. honey, honey, sweetie." <laughs> no, okay. So actually the Conan crew comes into play with me getting 30 Rock. You want to hear that story? Yes, Ooh, of course. Yeah, for sure. Okay. 
So I lived in New York from 2002 to 2005, doing bits for Conan, doing my UCB, having a blast. After three years, I was like, this has been fun. I'm broke and I'm freezing cold. And at that (laughs) point, you know, SNL wasn't buying what I was selling. I've done my Conan bits. I've done my ASCAP. I was like, okay, there's not too much more I can be doing right now. And I'm freezing cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Moved to LA. Lost my tan. To be broke and tan. Yeah. And so I was out here and I was hustling and I was here for about a year. Had to come to New York for like an improv festival or something. So it would have been July of 2005, Mm -hmm. I was back here, uh, back in New York. And at that point, Tina got wind that I was in town. She was like, hey, we're doing auditions for the Untitled Tina Fey pilot. Mm. You're in town. Would you swing by the casting office and put yourself on tape? I was like, yep. Yeah. (laughs) So I knew the role, Kenneth the Page, and I don't think it's any secret. I think Tina had me in mind when she wrote the role of Kenneth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to crush this audition. What do I do? You know, they made me dress up like a page on more than one occasion over at Conan. That's true. Surely they have a page jacket that fits me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Called up the Conan uh, page desk, had them uh, send me to wardrobe. Y'all lent me a page uniform. Your makeup department put a little color on my face And I auditioned, dressed up like a page. So somewhere in the archives of 30 Rock is my audition tape using the Conan page uniform and wearing Conan makeup. Oh. Oh, I guess I might have just threw some people under the bus. I I owe somebody money now. (laughs) (laughs) And that helped me get the job. It's me. God, I would be curious to see that footage, except I wouldn't because I'm sure I look like an infant. I don't, you look the same now, I think. Oh, God. Stop fishing. Yeah. Right. Uh, But yeah, it was because of my connections at Conan that y'all hooked me up. That's great. And I think that really, truly helped me get the gig. Right. Because y'all know I can't act. Right. I love she wrote the part with you in mind. Yeah, knowing the executive producer and having it right. written for you had nothing to do with it. But it was the jacket <laughs> that sealed the deal. The jacket. No, it all helps. It all helps. <laughs> it all helps. And for what it's worth, that taped audition, yeah. that's the one that went to network, to studio. So right. we had to audition once. Wow. And that's something. That's great. That's kind yeah. of rare. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Right? Well, and like you said, they had already, you had already played some version of yeah. an intern or page. So, you know, maybe somewhere that incepted Tina Fey yeah. to think like, well, oh, we have to. Also, if you've seen me act, it's it's a, it's a limited range, dear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you've seen it once, you've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> Do you feel like, I was wondering if you, because when you started doing bits, I'm sure that the sort of Jack McBrayer character was some version of of you, but... Did you feel like you started kind of making it even more exaggerated? And were you like, oh, I'm going to really hone who this is Well, while you started doing bits? Uh, I wish I could uh, credit the Conan bits for that. But I think really and truly it came from improv. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, when you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses, you want to maximize your assets, minimize your liabilities. Mm-hmm. This is perhaps a little more hippy-dippy, but just... 
realizing and embracing what do I bring to the table? What is specific mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. that will add value, enhance, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, add inventory. Add inventory. <laughs> <laughs> to your comedy. <laughs> Shut up, sir. <surplus>. Ledger. <laughs> So, yes, I, I think I was able to utilize that in the Conan bits for sure. But, again, the credit goes to the writers for realizing that that could be utilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, I think you're right that improv also is giving you sort of immediate feedback all the time, too. So you're Absolutely. constantly learning what is making people laugh and what's not working. And just like like AI, you're just kind of honing yourself as a as an algorithm. <laughs> you just call me a robot? <laughs> What's happening? She did. How dare you, madam? I mean, I didn't mean you. You you were looking right at me. I can see you. (laughs) I have honed myself (laughs) to only receive laughs in all interactions. God bless. How was it for you when you first appeared on Conan as yourself? So not in a sketch, but getting to be on the panel. It was really weird. I I might be mixing up my appearances, but I think the first one might have been in like two thousand. (laughs) <laughs> you know I have them, yep. except I have them on the calendar app and not a spreadsheet. Uh, like a damn. <laughs> but uh, I think it was it would have been season one of Thirty Rock, but I think two thousand seven. So in the second half of the season, right? And I'm almost positive I'm doing the math right. Sasha Baron Cohen was on as Borat. Oh wow! Which is fun because I had just worked with Sasha on Talladega Nights, which we filmed in 2005 and came out in 2006. Uh So I already had a a good rapport with him. And of course, you know, his talk show appearances are much more uh, noteworthy than mine. But You're uh, back then when he was in character, right? Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. But it was so cool to be you know, being on the same show as another person I admire. And I mean, he was so... I know he would deny saying he was so effusive. He's like, mm-hmm. look at you, Jack, you've made it. I was like, oh, I did. Aww. I really did. I know. I know. <laughs> I really like it. Has anyone ever been mean to you? I as- know. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some people in life who are just mean. Well, but sure. in terms of, you know, and there are some, a very small handful of actors who, for whatever reason, uh, will try to tear you down. Mm. And also, I'm old enough where I just don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. I don't have time or the energy for that. And they're just miserable. They hate themselves. You know, I mean, people like that show their hand so clearly. Exactly. You know what? Uh, one of my favorite bits was, it was so exciting, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus was on, and mm-hmm. she had lost, I, I, th- I guess she had lost an Emmy and to Tina Fey, and... It was a sketch. I don't know who came up with it, but it was great. She and Conan went up to steal the statue back. And it was during the height of 30 Rock. And they break into Tina's office, grab the Emmy, run out. And then the great thing is you're there as Kenneth the Page confronting them. She whips you against the wall. And then Conan gratuitously comes back and shoves you. But I just loved... Does not make sense. The the, just... (laughs) You coming back on the show as the, this as the character. character. It was it oh, was just God, a great like anytime. But it was a fun moment. Uh, no, I love it. I uh, I mean, first of all, anytime y'all ask me to do a bit, of course I'm going to say yes. But then you're like, okay, and then Julia Louis Dreyfus threatens you with an Emmy. I'm like, yeah. okay, is that Sold. on your list? Yeah. <laughs> right after the Tonight Show ended, Conan went out on tour. He did a 42 yes. city tour, and you were a big part of that. Loved it. 
That was such a highlight. Yes, you were on the first show. Uh-huh. This is how beloved you were. And how yeah. yeah, how much Conan loves you, and 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 how, how you, you make, put him at ease exactly. <laughs> yeah. How much you cheer him up? <laughs> old punching bag, McBrayer. You were on the first live show in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. You were on the show we did in L.A. Yeah. And then you're on the final show in Atlanta. So in Atlanta, I yeah. was. I loved that so much because I mean, I hope if you have not picked up already in this podcast, I'm his biggest fan, and I would do anything for that old goat. But. Uh, <laughs> On the tour, it was he would bring out a celebrity to do the uh, Walker Texas Ranger, Walker lever, right? Texas Ranger oh. lever. Uh, so yeah, uh, Eugene, Oregon, which I'd never been to before, and that was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, anything that fool would ask me to do, I was going to do it. And so it was so fun <laughs> to like be a bookend of that. And I think there was a that's what the documentary was made of, right? Like when they were filming Conan. So I got to I got to yes. make appearances in that. <laughs> Conan O'Brien can't stop. He made a lot of fun of you. My God. And remember, there were articles that were like, the one part of the documentary that I hated was uh, when he was so cruel to Jack McBrayer. <laughs> right. I was like, y'all. Well, I could tell that you were, ch- I mean, you you do a really good straight face where you're like pretending to be really hurt. And I mean, it's okay if you were a little bit hurt too. but Because <laughs> he not, is really mean to you. a little bit. No, but I mean, that's what kind of sells it is that you're so, you're such a good actor that you're <sighs> looking Such a hurt. great actor. <laughs> Jesse, I'm a great actor. <laughs> I mean, you guys did that routine for years, years back on late night. Like yeah. you would, right. I think after a bit, you deliberately walk into <laughs> the studio and Conan would go, can I help you, sir? And then, <laughs> and then he'd start making fun of you for being a Southern hit. It was, sometimes it was so absurd. I wouldn't even say a word. Right. And I knew that he knew I was there, but he would just start going. <laughs> <laughs> I smell wet hay. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Just terrible. Just so rude. (laughs) You you are so good at acting wounded that everyone just thought. What a monster. Yeah. Conan savaging this poor. (laughs) This is the first time we haven't seen him smile. This poor country bumpkin. (laughs) This poor robot. (laughs) 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 He's just trying to get to his highest level of AI and this man stopping it. My sons have a cameo in that scene. That's why I love that scene. Oh my God. But, and also what's so weird is that, you know, as grownups, I just think of us all as the age that I've met us all. But right. to see your kids as children and now they are grownups. They are grownups. That is bonkers. That is weird. That is weird. Do you think of them as grownups, Sweeney? Uh, yeah, you know what I do? Is this jarring? They <laughs> do. And they still ask me, is, is Jack yeah. okay after that? <laughs> have the scars healed? <laughs> Will they ever? Well, and so then once Conan came back on TBS, you were still a part of the show. You might be one of the only people who has context within each of the sort of Conan eras. Oh, that can't be true. I mean, there are a few, but you're you're one of the the, bit, the main ones. I think when Conan came on TBS, I was one of, I think during that first week, I was one of his guests. Mm-hmm. And also anytime y'all were trying something new, I loved being part of the test show or anything like that. Right. It's just fun. Well, and you also got to go back to Chicago city you love. I did. I did. Once we're on TBS. Yes. We did a week of shows in Chicago, I think in 2012 or 2013. 2012. 2012. And you came out. I came out and I was a guest on the show. Yes. As well as doing a remote. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you did a very popular remote. Popular remote. Yes. Triumph. 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 Cover dog at the Wiener Circle. Mm-hmm. Covered in vomit. I yes. left 
Right before the vomiting scene was shot. <laughs> you could sense it was coming. I knew when to leave at 3.30 Was that 3.30 a.m.? Oh, I oh wish my God. you would have told me. Oh. What was so funny about that is that I'm covered in vomit. And Jason Chalimi, who helps with those um, segments, right. I was covered in vomit. I didn't have a backup wardrobe. I didn't have anything. Yeah. And I think Smigel, Robert Smigel, wanted to do another take. And we were like, how? <laughs> Just get it dry cleaned. And so Chalimi was like, we're getting you home. So he hailed a cab. Chalimi had to hail the cab because what cab driver is going to stop for someone covered in fake vomit? <laughs> mm. And so he had to like At shield me as he morning. put me in the back of a cab. It was late. It was like four in the morning. Oh. Yeah, it was after four. I am covered in fake vomit, which is just like vegetable soup or something. Right. But it was it was torrential. Still gross. I mean, yeah. it came at me. <laughs> I did not know you were getting you were going to get hit. Yeah, I don't think any of us did. Um, <laughs> you never know. That's the thing with vomit. That's the thing about vomit. You can't really plan for it. Yeah, coming out of a three-inch pipe. <laughs> There's no telling where it might land. But that whole week in Chicago was super fun. And, you know, I know that uh, Conan has a connection to Chicago, so right. it's not like I was educating him on anything. But He um, lived there for one summer. Right. Mm -hmm. It was so fun. I love being guests. On his TBS show, one of my favorite times was, yeah. I think, in 2011. I was just a guest talking about 30 Rock or something. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those days where he's just in a mood where he was just giggly and silly. And it makes me laugh so hard just to watch the old clips of it. Mm -hmm. Because he's doing the same old Conan bits where he's, like, trying to poke me. And, <laughs> and you know, we're just bantering, like, siblings. And, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's so silly. But just to watch him you know, get the giggles over the same old bits that he's been doing for years. It makes me laugh. Yeah. It <laughs> always makes me laugh. <laughs> it is what you say. I mean, you said like siblings. I think he does have people he sees as as yes. his siblings. He has a lot of real ones, but I think that you're <laughs> one of his adopted younger adopted brothers. Siblings. Yeah. Much younger. <laughs> oh, much younger. <laughs> Completely different dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and also, when he has a routine with someone, I think he just loves like, oh, I get to slip right into. Exactly. It's, yes. It's, it's like an old pair of shoes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always love coming on. There. And also, I mean, like your whole orbit, like seeing all the writers and just the, the producer, like the camera guys. Like it's always so fun to see familiar people. It's so wild to like go on to other jobs where mm -hmm. some of the Conan people have moved on to other projects. Right. And to see them and it's like... That must be comforting. It really is. You're like in a new studio and it's like, oh, yay. Hey, I know you. Oh, the stage manager. It's great. Exactly. It's got to just relax you a little bit. You know, all those little things help. Yeah. Don't I mean, they? It's just an immediate shorthand. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. That's great. And you're working on a new show that's coming out. I am. You did. I am. And it's called... Hi, Jack. Nope. Hello, Jack. <laughs> hey there, Jack. I thought you would have Googled my name before this podcast. It's hello, comma, Jack, exclamation mark, colon. <laughs> no colon. The Kindness Show. Hello, Jack. The Kindness Show. I added the colon. It was inappropriate. Uh, what? A colon's inappropriate? <laughs> well, after an exclamation point, that's two punctuations right next you to You know, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> That is exactly. bad style book <laughs> etiquette. I'm real excited. It's uh, it's on Apple. And uh, yeah, it's a preschool show. Oh. But it is sincere and earnest. So I, I'm curious to know. I'm worried that some people might be like, oh, it's this jamoke. 
But like, I really want people to know, like, I'm being serious about wanting to be a, a fun, safe place for kids mm-hmm. to talk about feelings. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, social, emotional messaging. Right. It's a meaningful show and it came from a very personal place. Aww. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And being on Conan all those years had to pr- help prepare you to be on a, a little children's show, probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, no, of course. I mean, like, I learned... Yeah, no, it doesn't apply. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> not, a, not a real question. So do you get killed or vomited on on the kind right, of show? Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's the lesson that we want kids to take away. <laughs> well, you know, the younger they learn about these things, the better. Right. <laughs> and it's on Apple Plus, so you got paid $42 million. That's great. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $42 million, which, you know, that's why we do it. Sure, of course. Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. <laughs> Uh, no, I really am excited. Um, yeah, it just sounds really positive. I know. It, I poured a lot of myself into this, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see what the response is. I really am. Yeah. And this sounds like something that parents would want to watch with their kids, too. Because I hope so. I mean, like, co-viewership was definitely part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, as anyone who has had kids, some of those shows will make you crazy. Yes. Uh, and so we wanted to have a show that parents would be... Not be super annoyed by. Exactly. So, yeah. good luck. <laughs> I got a real face for animation. <laughs> but I, I, I'm excited about it. It's been cooking in my brain for years, plural. Oh, wow. So this was your pitch, too. Yeah. And so That's I'm great. excited that, it, you know, I've been able to birth it and, and totally. bring it to reality. I'm proud. This show is your child. It's my baby. Well, Jack, this has been so great. We want to wrap up with you to not take up too much of your time. But do you want to conclude? Do you have a favorite moment with Conan? A, that could be on or off screen. It could be something that happened behind the scenes that nobody knows about. <gasps> God, there are way too many. I remember, like, when we were in Chicago, he'd be like, hey, come on, let's go out to dinner. I got to go out to dinner at a fancy restaurant with Conan O'Brien. I hope he paid. (laughs) He did not. It was Dine and Dash. It was Dine and Dash. (laughs) He threw down a glass and said, come on. Uh, But, like, even hanging out with him in San Diego for Comic-Cons and Mm. just doing any dumb bit I would do in a heartbeat. Like, Mike Sweeney, I remember in New York during late night, Will Arnett pushed me into a bunch of boxes, and I think <laughs> La, Bamba, <laughs> La Bamba was in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. And so after that wrapped, they're like, okay, great, that's Jack, you can go back. And then somebody pitched, hey, can McBrayer wheel La Bamba in at the end of the show? So I'm all the way up on the Upper West Side, Get a message from my phone. Hey, can oh, you, you get had already here? gone home. I had oh, already no. gone home out of out of wardrobe. And we were still makeup. taping the show, and someone had this idea at the last second. At this last minute bit, and so I jumped back on the red line, zipped right <laughs> down there. They suited me. I remember it was like a pit crew, just like pants, pants, shoes, yeah. go, go, go. So we did it, and we got it done. Oh, that's and great. We really didn't hold up the show all that much longer. Yeah. Um, but there's so many instances of just wild stupid, silly, absurd things that it it might be hard for me to choose one. Am I, is that a cop-out? No, no. No, no. I love that story where yeah. you're already home and like, well, that's that. 
get back here. Well, time to go back. Yep. Uh, that was like my first time doing live TV. You know, improv right. is always live, but just right. live TV. And like when bits on the show would fail or whenever there'd be uh, bloopers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. That was special. It was fun. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, like, especially those early days, that was formative for me in yeah. terms of like knowing what I wanted to do with my career and knowing the tone I wanted to set with the people mm-hmm. that I worked with. It, it was, right. it was, you know, informative times for me, but also like, it was fun to laugh, you know, it was yeah. just yeah. good to like go to a job and enjoy yourself. <laughs> I want to ask one question. Cause we, we always ask guests to um, give advice to our listeners, especially those who are kind of interested in the world of comedy and yeah, to me, it's interesting. You lived in Chicago, then you lived in New York for a while, and and now probably the longest in LA. But do you have, like, if if you were talking to someone starting out in comedy, do you have a preference for what city? Because those are three giant comedy meccas. Do you have a, a preference where you'd tell somebody to start out? Well, I mean, the good news is I think especially that brand of comedy is pretty prevalent in any of those cities as well Mm -hmm. as even smaller cities. So if you don't have the coin to move to New York, but there's a pretty fun comedy scene in, you know, Cleveland or wherever you live, Eugene, then suss out your resources there first. Right. Um, if you are hell-bent on moving to a big city, then by all means make those plans. Right. So do your research, find a place that you're kind of vibing with, and then just a very more general note, find the people that you enjoy working with mm-hmm. and that right. you are, are gaining from their energy, their uh, creativity, that kind of thing. Because that has been the thing that has... Uh, created my career, but also saved my sanity, kept my creative juices flowing, surrounding myself with people who I enjoy collaborating with and just creating with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I yeah. knew Tina Fey from Chicago. And so unbeknownst to me, I was networking, but like surrounding myself <laughs> right. with, you know what? Conan O'Brien said it best on his last night of The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. He said, work hard, do good work, Mm -hmm. be kind to people, and you're going to be fine. Yep. You're going to be fine. Um, It sounds overly simplistic, but I hold on to that. I think it's a very important message. That's great advice. and So well put. It's also another plug for Hello Jack, The Kindness Show. The Kindness Show. Perfect. You are good. (laughs) so good. You are good. That's the perfect place to end. Thank you, Jack. Thank y'all very much. This is a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. This was fun. Thank you, Jack, for joining us. Oh, what a sweetheart. He's hilarious. By the way, my favorite thing, his list of all his Conan appearances and grisly deaths on the show. Oh my God. That list, we got our... our, Yes, he sent it to us and we're posting it on Instagram at Team Coco Podcast. So so check out the list. It's very impressive. It's so funny. It's really worth seeing. I love that he cataloged all of that, like a sociologist. It's already been filed with the Library of Congress. So <laughs> it's a historic document. It is. Oh, and we've got more treats for you. Man, what an episode this is. 
because our friend Sonam Obsession is here to answer some listener questions with oh, us. Oh, yes. Hi, Sona. Hi, you guys. Hi, Sona. Hi. It's really good to see you. You look great. Thank you so much. So do you two. You two look wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you. Sona is here. I know that you don't like this, Sona, but uh, let me just, I can say it for you, and then you maybe don't have to say that much, but uh, your advice show, Sona Fixes Your Life, is premiering today, actually, Mm. on Team Coco's YouTube channel. A new season. What season is this? I didn't even know I had seasons. I just... (laughs) Yes, you do. Film a bunch, and then they go on. This is one of those things that I just want to do, and then put them up, and never think about ever again. Uh But now I'm here promoting it, and I hate it so much. But I love seeing you guys. I just hate being like, check out my thing. Yeah, like and subscribe. Oh, God, no. (laughs) It's a show. It's fun to do. Yeah, it takes no time at all, and then uh, they edit it and they post it up. That sounds pretty good. Do you, I mean, do you plan ahead or do you kind of just talk while the camera's rolling? Well, I just talk while the camera's rolling. Oh, I never, great. I don't even read the amount of preparation I put into this. I mean, it'll shock you guys. Is very very little. That's <laughs> on brand. I read the questions for the first time while I'm on camera doing them. But, you know, the beginning, it was me just like answering random questions that people Mm -hmm. had about their lives. And now because I'm a mom, I'm, you know, I'm a parenting expert now because my kids are (laughs) like fed and still alive. They are alive still. Yeah, Yeah. I know. My standards are really high. So I help people raise their kids with expert parenting advice. Wow. Do you get a lot of twin parents asking questions? No. Oh. <laughs> Should I have said yes? Would that have been a better... Twin parents probably don't have time to write in to an advice show. No, no, no. If I didn't have a revolving door of grandparents, I wouldn't have time to like do this yeah. either. So is that your advice? Have right. four grandparents? Right, right. Yeah. Don't move away from your family and let them come over all the time. Yeah. Actually... Mm-hmm. Get your parents to get divorced so they get new partners so you <laughs> multiply yeah. the caregivers. Yeah. So anyway, but people are really nice and there's a lot of people who are fans of Conan's. And so sure. they just love anything that has to do with him, which is so nice. So, you know. Yeah, that's why we exist. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We're like lamprey on the bottom of a of a whale. <laughs> Remora. More nutrients. Not a lot of nutrients, but uh, you know. <laughs> enough to survive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we thought it might be fun. We do get a lot of questions about you, Sona, specifically, mm. and yes. we don't want to answer them for you. Okay. So we thought maybe you could come on and help us answer some of the listener questions we get. Sure. I'd love to answer. Sure. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. I can't promise it'll this will be good. I mean. But it'll be, I'll be talking. Yeah. <laughs> Define good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, From Orocos28, what other jobs did you have before working with Conan? And then what was your interview process like? Oh, my God. I had a lot of jobs. I've been working since I was 16. I had my first job was at Burger King. Yay. Then I worked at a watch store in the mall called Tick Time. (laughs) Then Uh I was a peer tutor in college. Then I worked for, I did a work study program because I was on financial aid at USC. And so I worked in the College of Letters, Arts and Sciences. Then I worked at Hollywood Bowl for a summer and I got fired. (gasps) Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Why'd you get fired? Yeah, you just tell us. So, you know, the Hollywood Bowl season is short. 
it's just the summer. Right. And so for, I, I was like, I'm going to need two weeks off because I was going to go to Australia. And that was a lot to ask oh, for. Two of three weeks. <laughs> yeah. But they liked me. So they're like, yeah, we'll keep your job. You go to Australia, you come back. It's, you know, it was a big ask, but they did it. And then when they, when I came back, I just didn't want to do the job anymore. I just, <laughs> you'd been changed by right. your trip. Uh, I hated it. You had to park under the 101 overpass and you had to frogger it over to the Hollywood Bowl <laughs> right. in the like Highland traffic. And you'd have to go at like two and you'd stay till 11. So yeah. all these days during the summer were gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, ha- having to go to work at 2 p.m. No wonder you quit. I hated it. <laughs> I, I loved the job. I hated yeah. the hours. And I oh. was so young. I was just like, and so I just stopped showing up. Oh, <laughs> okay. So you kind of quit, essentially. Yeah. But then I I was like, you know, when you want to break up with someone, but you don't want to break up with them. So you just become really bad. And then you make it so that they break up with you. That's what I did yes. with the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So I it was Labor Day weekend. It was like one of their busiest weekends. And I was like, I can't come in. And they're like, That's all okay. right. I think your season's done. Yeah. They called me and they were like, this is this is it. And I felt terrible. <laughs> but then you felt great. And then I felt great. And then I you know, was in Palm Springs and I just went into the pool. (laughs) (laughs) What a dick. I know that's really shitty. Then I was a page at NBC and then I worked in the uh, events and operations department and then I got my job at Conan. So uh, yeah. And then there were other jobs sprinkled in here and there. There were like, you know, two months here or three months here. Wow. Yeah. That's a Impressive work history. Resume, yeah. I come from an immigrant family. We worked right. just consistently from the moment you can. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know anyone who has a more diverse resume than you, Sweeney. I think you win. I think you have the most diverse That's true. work resume. Mailman, lawyer, yeah, head writer. I have to say, being a mailman, that was my summer job in college. That was my favorite job. What a great job. That was back when people like actually wanted to get mail. Aww. So I, I I think now it would be depressing, but back then Well you get it you get your steps in. I think that part's Oh great. my god, it was ten miles a day. Yeah, your calves were probably jacked. Yep. Did you drive one of the cars or you of were course a walking? I drove. Oh yeah, the cute little car. It's called a quarter ton Jeep. Oh I drove that and you're on the other side of the road. That's so the, cool. the steering wheel's on the left. I mean on the right side. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to put mail in the mailboxes into the box and i learned to really hate dogs delivering mail that's all true well, every time i bring it bringing my dog everyone's fawning over my dog right. you hate my dog well but you have a good reason for it i mean that makes sense to me because dogs are real assholes to mailmen <laughs> yeah do you remember uh, like right before we left warner brothers that you brought your dog in yes oh, and yeah. i i said oh god there's a rat someone we have rats in the building and kramer was there uh, yeah and i told him kramer we have we have a rat problem and i thought he knew i was referring to your dog and he actually <laughs> went he called warner brothers right he called and warner brothers an exterminator and, came in well later that day i was in the hallway and he was walking down with a guy and uniform and they're like i don't know the third floor seems clear and i'm like i was just like what are you guys doing he's like he's like you reported the rats we're sweeping the building oh my god yeah oh i love that story jesus good for kramer well and then sona there was a a second part to this question which was what was the interview process like oh yeah okay so my first interview was with so i applied to be a pa because i just wanted a job on the show cool and this was the Tonight Show? 
or this is what the Tonight version? Show. Yeah. No, yeah, this was the Tonight Show. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. You applied just for any like a PA position. Yeah. Well, okay. they had listings on the website and I don't think they could put like need a new assistant for Conan because mm-hmm. I think it would they would have just been inundated. So they were just like looking for production assistance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll just, you know. So was this like on the NBC internal website or was it just somewhere? Yes, it was. So everyone could see. Okay. It was the internal website. And so uh, I wanted to move from the network to production and I specifically wanted to work for Conan. So I, I just applied. Sarah Fedorovich, who's our line producer, called me into, and she's like, you're actually going to interview to be Conan's assistant. Oh. And she's like, are you okay with that? And I was like, I guess, yeah. I've never been anyone's personal assistant before, but sure. But I've worked at Burger King. I could do anything. But I worked at Burger King. <laughs> yes. You want pressure? Try getting an order out and right. having someone pay in, in under 30 seconds, you know? <laughs> so uh, then I interviewed with feds and then it went from a pool of 10 people to a pool of four people. And then oh, wow. uh, the second interview was with Sarah Fedorovich, Tracy King and Conan. And then I found out like that night that I got the job. Wow. Like it was a really quick yeah. process. Yeah. He he just loved I'm you. I'm sure they knew as soon as you left the room. Right. I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of like Conan thought I was a really short woman and that I had like really big curly hair, which, you know, I do. But I think his perception of me was. It was like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> and also looking back on it, I could see that he was like thinking about a million other things too. So he was probably like, who is just like, who'll just work? And then I think, you know, they just chose me. Boy, was he mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? Can you commit five years to this job? And I remember thinking five years, who the fuck's going to commit to being? Wow. And that was, 13 years ago. Wow. Today, guys, today's <laughs> wow. my first. No way. Because today's Armenian Christmas. Armenian Christmas was oh. my first day on the job. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And Merry Happy Christmas. Happy anniversary. Thank and you. Merry Thank Christmas. You. Thanks, guys. I love that it's the same day that now as the uh, capital insurrection. Yeah, the insurrection. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's so many holidays. <laughs> um did they have to call references like did you have to put references on your resume no oh no but you know who i knew was uh mark lepis who was the publicist for uh for late night Mm -hmm. and i had worked with him because he's also the publicist for snl and i had done travel for the whole cast to come out to la oh i'm one of the few people who did travel for this press event and i didn't cry or or you know i didn't cry Basically, I didn't like break down, which I think was like very impressive to people. <laughs> so, uh, so no one so, made their planes, but, yeah. but you didn't cry. So Mark sent Conan a text on my behalf, which was obviously huge. That and uh, yeah. that helped yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few other people put in a good word for me because everybody at NBC knew each other. So, you know. Yeah. You said you wanted to work for Conan. Were you already a fan of the show or you just yeah better than working for brian williams (laughs) no i think like a lot of people my age i was a huge conan fan growing up i watched late night all the time and you know it was when i heard he was moving to la i was like i want to work for conan o'brien and uh i did and I do. Well, that's great. So that was an exciting moment to get the job. Did you like tell your friends? Did you guys go out to celebrate? Yeah, it was my friend's birthday that night that I found out. So her birthday celebration turned into me getting a job celebration, <laughs> which 
which I love the most taking someone else's attention. Sure. No, I, it was nice. It was really fun. And uh, everyone was really excited for me. It was cool. Here's something from someone named major pager. What is something, you know, now that you wish you could have known day one of your job? <sighs> yeah, that's like a real question. It is. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I can't think of anything. Can you guys think of anything you wish you knew on the first day of the job? Um, that no one's thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Jess, no, I mean, you're, you're so self-conscious all the time and you're like, oh, everyone's noticing what I'm That's doing. That's true. But no one is. Not to take things personally when they don't work out. Yeah. Or if if something doesn't go right, like to to make it so that it's like a personal thing. I I've, That's true. I I. I've definitely evolved. I disagree with all of that. I think you're under incredible scrutiny. <laughs> I think everyone's just thinking about themselves. So you're in a, yes. if you're in a writer's room and you're like, yes. ah, I haven't said anything in four minutes. Right. People are calculating that. And it's right. like, no, they're not. They're just trying to think of something funny to say too. Oh, yes. That's true. While also timing how long you haven't talked. <laughs> it's both ways. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question. It's Mike Pridgen Comedy asks... How did the transition from assistant to full TV media personality start? Oh. <laughs> Do you remember? How did the transition? I mean, I think that Conan and I have a very weird dynamic. And I think that people started to recognize that and started filming it. And then uh, you guys started editing it in brilliant ways. And so I think that, first of all, I will never call myself like a, TV personality or any sort of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I understand talent. I have a question. Did you ever like before you started working there, did you kind of harbor any desire to be a performer or yeah? did you ever do any acting or anything? Is some way, was this fulfilling some dream of yours? No, I mean, I to think appear on TV like this. I did, uh, you know, stuff in, in high school. I, I, I took like drama class in high school. Uh-huh. I, you know, performed, but speech-wise in college, I did speeches. That was my thing. Right. Which is probably why you're so good off the cuff. You, you were like a national speech champion, oh, weren't you? Oh, sweetie, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I, have you ever talked it's about that? It's here in the that? notes. I don't yeah. usually bring this up. It's so interesting that you did. <laughs> but I think it's fascinating. I think it's a great aspect of your life that I don't know if people know about. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a national speech champion. It's amazing how much in college, speech was like, uh, for a whole year, that was like my life. I traveled everywhere. Like wow. you had to memorize like these big 10 minute speeches. And then I learned how to do extemporaneous speaking, which is you come up with a speech, like within a, an allotted amount of time and it has to have sources and you have to like, you know, persuade people something. How, how much time would they give you to prepare? I think if I remember correctly, they gave you two questions. You had a file basically that had all of these topics from all over the new, like yeah. news, international news, domestic news, and you had a file and then they'd give you a question before the round or when the round started. And there were two questions on there and you would choose one and it would, you would have to go to your file and pick sources and then create a 10 minute speech with sources that either like it was either uh, affirmative or like right. against whatever question right. it was like a debate and you had yeah you had like a half hour to prepare it and then Whoa. you had to wow. do it for uh yeah yeah to give oh, a 10 minutes it's like a nightmare i've had it was awful <laughs> i love that you didn't so want to fun. do the hollywood bowl 
but you didn't walk out of that. Like I'd be like, that, I'm, I'm out. You know, I know. You know what the thing was about the Hollywood Bowl to go back to it, by the way, is I thought I was going to go to the concerts during my break. Right. Uh, I would assume that. Sure. No, no. You oh. have to stand there in the store while people are having the time of their lives inside. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then they had they give you these volunteers who are like these, you know, older people who are like. Right you know, retired or something. Oh, I hate those They people. take off their fucking aprons and they go into the uh, concert. Oh, they're they're there the whole the time. People are. I'm like, why am I working? I could just volunteer and go see a free concert. <laughs> why do old people get all these perks? <laughs> <laughs> they get money from the government? <laughs> oh, oh, don't get me God. started. All these rage issues I have from when I was like 21 are suddenly <laughs> bubbling up. They are. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. They, so they make they herd everyone into a store, and you're yeah, that's crazy. Well, there's four stores at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay, yeah, there's three satellite ones and one main one. Yeah, I mean that seems like a special kind of torture to just know that the concert is happening out there. Yeah, without you. Yeah, knowing Julio Iglesias is <laughs> two hundred feet away, and you can't enjoy that three hour concert. Oh, oh man, uh, what was the question? Oh, it was how you began your... Oh, my transition. Becoming an on-camera person for yeah, Conan. Well, yeah, I would never consider myself an on-camera personality. Although now, David Hopping is doing my job since I had kids. Oh, yeah. And he's still doing most of it. So I'm not even really an assistant <laughs> anymore. I'm just like this weird purgatory state. You know, I'm like... You're kind of a Jordan now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached Jordan status. You don't actually do anything besides just appear on the show. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, no. It's like going clear in Scientology. <laughs> He's gone Jordan. Congratulations. Oh, it's great. Just keep giving them money. It's great. Wow. So you're in this weird position with Conan. Does Is he ever even ask you to do anything anymore or is he just afraid to even ask no no he does he does he's still at there's still things that he all right i've also been with him for so long right that i've like really dug my claws into it like they're like his phone's under my name his car's oh. under my name and so oh, there's what a things clever... that are just yeah he can never get rid of you no no i mean i i don't want to plug that now but you guys know i wrote a book about it oh That's right. right yeah yes. Uh, you, oh, you don't want to plug that? I'm, like, I am, I'm happy to come here to plug my uh, Fixes Your Life, uh, but then actually plug my book. So, <laughs> you know, more than happy to do that. It's literature. So those tips are in the book as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's called The World's Worst Assistant, you know, but right, I still right. have my job 13 years later. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> His gas and electric bills are under my name for some reason. So, and that's... <laughs> That's why I still have this job. That oh is good God. advice. Yeah. I like this question. Can I ask one real quick question? Yes. It's from Haha. Ha, it's Sean. <laughs> Sona, if Conan was your assistant, what would you make him do? Oh, my God. Oh, is, well, is it like, is it he's my assistant knowing that I've been his assistant? Mm. I think so. Let's say yeah. today, for some reason, Conan loses everything. Yeah. His entire fortune. And then yeah. he, he has to become your assistant. Oh, my God. First of all, he would be a terrible assistant. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Why do you, why do you say that? 
because he doesn't know how to do anything. Because <laughs> yes, I think that's part that's of it. I think because he's had somebody do so much of the smaller things for so long that if you're like, right, hey, can you email like yeah. this group of people this thing? He'll be like, how do I CC people? Yeah, how do well, I do this? He he'd get to keep David hopping, right? So <laughs> that would be part of the deal. Yeah, no, I think he'd be terrible assistant. I think because also, I mean. Dude, how many bits can you hear your assistant do before you fire them? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You know? You'd pay for him to go to Australia. <laughs> please, just please. Yeah, get just out. go as far away as possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, wouldn't that be, be exhausting? Yeah, he would just, yeah. He'd just be doing bits all the time. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. His brain works a very specific way, and it's not to be an assistant. Yeah, he's kind of doing the only thing he really probably could be doing. Exactly. Like, I can't imagine him having other jobs. Mm -mm. He bristles at authority like no one I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's immediate. Mm -hmm. I I think that's why some of his funniest remotes are where he's kind of put under someone else's instructions and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So I, (laughs) I think you probably would have some issues with him. Yes, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, terrible. a lot of insubordination. I need to eat a lunch. I need to eat a lunch. I need three meals a day. I'm so mad. <laughs> oh, man. It's so true. Well, Sona, thank you so much for this all this content so you provided fun. You're for us. welcome. <laughs> you guys, thank you. And thank you for letting me uh, plug this thing without actually having to, like, plug it. And yeah. just Good. really just having fun with you guys. Because, you know, I, yeah. I, yes. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I absolutely hate self-promotion. Right. And, yeah. like, being like, check out this thing I Unless did. Unless it's a book. Unless it's my book. Right. Which comes out <laughs> July 2022. Well, it seems like you are. Are you, are you proud of your book? It's written. you know what that is a seriously that's a huge accomplishment i know it is i'm gonna say that but i it there's a book that's written it has there are words on pages and Mm -hmm. they're there they go in an order Uh they go in an order they make some sense it's amazing it's a huge accomplishment yes congratulations i will you come on again when the the book's coming out closer to that oh yeah Sure. I'd Will love you come to. on every week for no reason at all, <laughs> yes! please? Can I be on this podcast too? Oh, what if we just stole you from Conan? Oh, I love that idea. That would be great. I'll do it. Yeah. We'd be like, you have David Hopping. Deal with it. <laughs> well, wait, here. I have an idea. Because, Sona, since we helped you promote your thing, will you help us do the part we hate? Oh, yeah. Which please, is ask please, everyone please. to rate Inside Conan on iTunes and leave us a review. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what do you want me to say? Go on iTunes. Yep. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, go on iTunes and rate and review Inside Conan. Give them five stars because they sh- deserve it. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah. And uh, subscribe and um, listen and have have a fun time. Perfect. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what was that end? Thank you. That's exactly what we were looking for. Ugh, honestly, we didn't have to do it, and that's all that oh matters. Oh, my God. All right. um, and, and if you guys have questions, listener questions for us, you can email at insideconanpod at gmail.com or call us 323-209-5303. And that's our show. And that's our superstar show for the week. Yeah. 
This one was stacked. Oh, Thank you man. so much, Sona. Stacked. That was fun. No, that was fun, guys. Thanks for making that easy. Yeah. I uh, can't see myself enjoying that with anyone other than you two. <laughs> That's a good compliment. Thank you. Yeah. And hey, we like you. Oh, I love you guys too. No, you're not. You don't say anything after she says we like you. No, that's okay. She can she can say it. I like that. Ah, uh, fuck. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Sean Doherty. Our production coordinator is Lisa Byrne. Executive produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. Engineered and mixed by Will Beckton. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista and Paula Davis. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. It's the Conan Show. Put on your hat. It's the Conan Show. Try on some spats. You're gonna have a laugh. Give birth to a calf. It's Conan. This has been a Team Coco production. Conan.